Masters are generous to those that serve. An honor none of your sort deserve. Work hard, mind your place, and you'll rise as high as me. If you presume on his lordship's kindness, you'll find me waiting after my lord is gone. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I am Nate, and joining me as always is stupid shit McFuckface, my brother Zach. Hey! How's it doing? Shut up. Wow. Wow. Are you having a good day, stupid face McFuckface, or whatever the fuck I called you? I've been with you all day, so no. That's true. I guess I know what your day's been like. I know. Anyway. Like, fuck oh, yeah. you. I woke you up at like fucking noon today, so you had that I goodness. didn't sleep much last night, which you know. Don't fucking look at me skeptically. I was up, I pulled an all-nighter, had a 24-hour, full, well, full 34-hour cycle without sleep. So yeah, I slept in today. Suck it. It's your own fault. We read A Song of Ice and Fire here. We are currently reading A Clash of Kings. If you joined us last episode, we read Tyrion Six. Bam. We are full spoiler, and so we're going to now go into what happened in Tyrion 6, so that way we can move on to what happened in Arya 5. So Tyrion was... Shit, I forget what happened to Tyrion in Tyrion 6. Oh, he went and saw Cersei initially, right off the bat, yeah. because Stannis is attacking... Renly. Renly at Storm's End. Technically Storm's End, Renly's not there yet. Yeah, they shared a nice laugh. A toast over that, and Tyrion sprinkled some axlax into her wine, and put Cersei out of her disposal, out of out of disposal for the day, for, because he had some plans. Which was, he answered Sir Cleos's Cleos phrase "Ra," the terms sent from Rob, with their terms, which were ridiculous and were never going to be agreed to. But he also managed to get four of Varys's slash his men into a Lannister contingent that were get, well, getting well, they were Cersei's house guard. And it's he does quite a few things quite deftly under the, behind the scenes. And Varys compliments him on it. And they chat about the goings-on. And then later that night, he attacks Pycelle. Not attacks, but... Yeah, he imprisons Pycelle. Imprisons Pycelle after getting some questions answered and some things confirmed and more questions. Great. Now that Zach's done bumbling over that recap, we'll recap Aria 5. Wow, you are a fucking (laughs) cunt today. I know, I'm coming at you. Aria 5, and last chapter we read with Aria... She was captured by Gregor Clegane's men after hiding out in the woods where Lamy was rotting away dying because of his leg, and we learned that they had lost all the other members of their party, two of which had fled, one died, as well as, you know, all the other group back at the the fort where they did some recon, saw that they were all dead, including Yorin, and in their attempt to do some reconnaissance at the new village that they've come upon. Gendry gets captured by the Lannister forces, and Arya going back to get Hot Pie and Lamy's help finds herself captured as well. They bring her, bring the men to Lamy where he is deftly killed, and that's where we open up on our current chapter. You, you reading? You good? Mm-hmm. You. Well, that's not where we open up, because there's quite a well, bit of a time jump. Yeah, there's the time jump, but that's where we left her. But the chapter opens with fear cuts deeper than swords, and Arya had been telling herself this for all of this whole dilemma she's in, but 
it didn't help. It didn't make the fear go it, uh, go away. Fear was a part of her day now as much as the calluses on the soles of her bare feet. She thought she had known fear before, but she had learned better in that storehouse beside the god's eye. Yeah, so we learned that it was eight days that they spent in that little storehouse, and those eight days were spent questioning the villagers that had been packed in there. And so that's where the people were. They hadn't fled or been murdered yet. And yeah, each morning the mountain came and would pick one of the prisoners for questioning. There were some people thought that if you didn't look at him, if you avoided his eye contact, that you would be safe. But Arya notes immediately there was no place to hide. There were no tricks to play, no way to be safe. He picked whom he liked. And so she kind of goes through the list. Uh, One of the first girls killed was a girl who betted a soldier for three days straight. And on the fourth day, she was picked, and the soldier said nothing. Yeah, didn't make any difference. Next was a smiley old man who claimed that his son served in the gold cloaks and was a loyal, good Joffrey's man, just like myself. All for Joffrey. No one but Joffrey. They ended up calling him all for Joffrey because of how much he claimed that, and all for Joffrey was picked on day five. Yeah, a woman trying to save her daughter told them everything she knew about Beric Dondarrion, about the villagers, about who's come and gone, anything she possibly could in an attempt to save her daughter. Her daughter was chosen the following day to make sure that she told them everything. Yeah. So there's no no mercy. They And they, they even, that was what it was implied with the mother-daughter, was like, yeah, take me to save my daughter. And then they did. And then they took the daughter anyway. So there is no deal to be made. Arya is picking up on, there's nothing we can do. And the questions were always uh, asked in full sight of the others. Um, by the tickler. By the tickler. And sometimes Chiswick would help him, but most times uh, often. Sometimes others. Chiswick, we learned, was the one she had tried to bite and called her a fierce little thing. When they were first attacked, she tried to bite his gauntleted arm and he backhanded her in the side of the head. So hard it damn near knocked her head off. And yeah, the questions were always the same. Was there gold in the village, gems, silver, where the fuck was Beric Dondarrion, and who went with him? Where'd they go? Yeah, the whole time, the mountain just stood by watching and listening until the person was finally killed. And by the third day, Arya could have asked the questions herself. And essentially, they find nothing. They find very little gold, and all the info they're getting is misleading. They went north, they went west, they went south, they went east. They've got 12 injured men only. They've got 100 uh, armored men on horses. They've got, like, nobody can give them answers. It's all bullshit, because they're all afraid. Then it was Ned Stark who said, you never trust what someone says from their knees. Like, these people are... Terrified. Terrified. They don't know what... They're just giving an answer, because they don't know what else they can do. No one would survive the tickler's questions, man, woman, or children, and... The bodies were hung outside, like the ones that she encountered before, to be left for the wolves to eat. Fuck it. And by the time they march, Arya knew that she was no water dancer. Sirio wouldn't have put up with any of this shit. Now, I... This is the first stopping point, I think, that I want to make, is... I don't think she even believes any of that bullshit that she just said right there. That she's not a water dancer, she's not believing it. I think she's telling herself that, but she's been keeping her mantra going. She still looks, listens, watches, follows everything that he taught her, even if she doesn't realize it. And that's well, what yeah, makes her, it's so and, ingrained in her, yeah. but she's she's feeling defeated right now. Sure, and, and I think that's what's important, is just to show that she's still skilled, she still is making those maneuvers that he taught her 
she's just so down and beaten right now that she doesn't think so. Yeah, the dire wolf was the sigil of House Stark, but Arya felt more a lamb surrounded by sheep, and she hated the villagers for their sheepishness almost as much as she hated herself. So it's the inactivity that's killing her, not really yeah. anything else. She wants to act, but knows she can't. Yeah, so she starts thinking about how the Lannisters took everything from her. Everything. Uh, needle was taken from her. Her little wooden sword, her practice sword was snapped in half. And even her secret, uh, being a girl, is taken away from her. While she was in the storeroom, it was easy enough to kind of sneak off to the corners or hide away and, you know, take a piss when she needed. But out here on the road, not possible. Yeah. And so she was forced to go over to a bush, and nobody seemed to give a shit. Hopeye. Except Hopeye. Yeah, Sir Gregor and his men didn't give a shit. She had also said the Lannisters had taken father, friends, home, hope, and courage. Like, goddamn. That's a lot to fucking be snatching away from yeah, they're, they're intimidating. I mean, the mountain's just been running rampant for, like, what, two years or however long he's been going crazy out here, and he's probably frustrated as shit, which makes them that much more ruthless and savage because they can't find Beric Dondarrion, and when they do, they kill him, and he's still out running around. So. Yeah. A, a broken lip had quickly taught Arya to hold her tongue. One boy of three constantly called for his father, so they smashed in his face with a spiked mace. And then after, sweet uh, Raph the Sweetling killed the mother who was screeching in mourning. And so, yeah, they don't give a fuck uh, what you are. If you're causing a commotion, if you're dead weight, if you're useless, you are killed you're done. instantly. Which is exactly what we saw Lamy. It was very and much how we again, we get the, the inactivity. Arya watched them die and did nothing. There was no use being brave here. There wasn't a brave man among them. Few men even remained, and they were young, very young or very old, and the rest were women and children. The only reason Gendry was given a pass was because he revealed that he was a smith, and that's too valuable to just Yeah, even kill. a smith's apprentice is too valuable right now in and wartime. And so the mountain had told them that they were being taken to serve Lord Tywin at Harrenhal. And you should feel thankful that you'll be giving this opportunity to serve... Um, yeah, so he's, you know, which is expected from a tyrant like this and Tywin, where he's, you know, you're being given the privilege to serve. And they, it's funny because they really do make it seem like corporate America with, if, you know, if you serve well, you can move right on up. We oh. promote from within. Yeah. But it's like, that's, no, you're going to be moving buckets around slaves, forever. yeah. The captors end up having some discussions in the night and most of them blame all of them saying, fuck the Stullies, fuck the Starks, fuck the Lannisters. It was King Ares. Shit wasn't bad like this when King Ares was around, but... Well, yeah, because he was saying that, and they because they were talking about... Um, one person was saying, you know, well, I, we should just tell them about Beric, and they were like, no, because they were at least good to us, and, you know, they didn't hurt us like this, and the the Red Priest, he he paid for it, for everything, yeah, well, and then they were like, no, he paid with promises, you know. Yeah, they you came know. and gave us an IOU yeah, and exactly. took our food. And that's when the old man starts going on, no, well, it's, you know, it's a shame that the king is dead, or he would have made sure none of this happened, and Arya stupidly thinks, oh, Robert? Really? And he was like, ah, oh, fuck, Robert, Ares Targaryen, yeah. which I think is very important. I think this is when George really starts putting in the idea of Flynn. Yeah, yeah, the, mis- um, the, the whispered in the cups. Showing, yeah, that there are Targaryen loyalists out here still. 
And so he get, that guy loses his teeth, what teeth he has left, because, you know, a guard heard them talking, yeah. came over and knocked him Another in. Another but... girl who was relatively pretty was getting raped practically every night by five or six men. And one night she fought back against them, and the mountain forced everyone to watch as he took her head with a single swing of his great sword. Now, was Arya not... She was must have uh, been a, a serial Pharrell dancing session when uh when he almost took the horse off at joffrey's name day yeah i don't and think so Arya was there the fact that because she i was like why is she so surprised by it and i was like oh yeah she wasn't actually at the tournament well, I mean, there she's not particularly surprised by it i think it's just another addition of why fighting is useless yeah, like yeah. this i mean it's a young woman fighting back i mean against her raper she was getting raped four or five right, six times right. a night and she fights back and that's what she gets for it. She well, gets yeah, and she even thinks, and that's probably more like you said why she says it. If she had, she's probably she's kind of thankful that Polliver had taken Needle at this point because if not, she would have tried to stab Gregor, and he would have cut her in yeah, half. Yeah, that's when she notices Needle is on the hip of a man they called Polliver, and yeah, she's thankful because at this point she would have tried to fight back and would have died. Polliver wasn't half as bad as some of the others she thought, but she had come to know them all. She had to. She had to know who was lazy and who was cruel, who was smart, stupid, and she this gives is, an example. Yeah, this is where I was talking about with her, like, she's taking in yeah, her surroundings. Yeah. She is incredibly aware because she mentions Shitmouth. Shitmouth. Shitmouth had the filthiest tongue Arya had ever heard, but he would give you an extra piece of bread if you asked. Chiswick or Raph, on the other hand, would just give you the back of their hand. And so that's super important, like, for fucking surviving out here. Yeah. She needs that extra piece of bread. Like, they, And to know who will to give know that who to will, you. To know who will, who will try mm-hmm. to hit you. And so it's, yeah, she absolutely is just doing the, the what Sirio taught her and maintaining those lessons. But, yeah, with that, I believe we will be heading on into our small council. We will convene there, give you our socials in case you want to reach out to us. We will see you on the other side with Arya's arrival at Harnhall. Yeah. Welcome to the small council. That was unfortunate to have to listen to. This is where we just want to quickly touch base with you guys, give us our contact, give you our contact information, and let you know that you should write us in. Write us in your inductees. Uh, we can Questions, reach. comments, opinions, anything else that, as well. Yeah. We are most commonly reached at our email, which is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. And otherwise, we're available everywhere. The easiest way to find anywhere is going to our website, uh, brotherhoodwithout.com. And you can find links to all our socials there or go directly to them on Twitter. Zach is at Carstark92. I am at Manners Without, which is also the Instagram, at Manners Without. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. We also have our private Facebook group, which you can gain access to via Patreon, paying a little bit of money each month, and you get access to the private Facebook group as well as some bonus episodes. Which we are running out of Winds of Winter sample chapters, and as voted on Twitter, we will begin doing character analysis character profile episodes, beginning with none other than the one and only Stannis the Man. Stannis B. Wrath. That'll be sweet. So yeah, pretty much for those, we're going to look at their their life up into either their death or their current place in the timeline that we know up to uh, from birth, and so we'll get a good long look at Stannis growing up, 
who he is, who why he is, he is what is battles his he's been in, uh, some Everything, of his all of tactical technician. And so if you want in on that before we even get started, go to patreon.com slash manners without or without manners. I can't remember which. One of those. Um, and you can help us out with that. Otherwise, go to ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood. We'll also begin doing some sweet Stitcher stuff where you can get like a free month's trial of premium. Hell yeah. And that's by using code brotherhood for premium Stitcher, man. She Add free shit. But we'll get more in detail here in the next coming episodes with the Stitcher stuff. So in the meantime, we'll let you get back to... Aria, yeah. Aria. Wow, I forgot already. Aria. And we're back, straight back from the small council. What are you, what's that I was for? just going to read, go into reading. Yeah, but then they missed the beginning because I have to intro into it. He, he doesn't understand Why production. Why do you have to intro no. into it? Well, because we have the music after a small Yeah, council. and then the music could have just gone but it, right it, into... But it's, it's harder to hear that, so that's why. Now you can read... All right, so we're going to read a small passage <laughs> here from this Aria chapter because it's very important. It's the, the creation of the list. Yeah. Man. Go for it. So Aria watched and listened and polished her hates the way Gendry had once polished his horned helm. Dunson wore those bull's horns now, and she hated him for it. She hated Polliver for Needle, and she hated old Chiswick, who thought he was funny, and Raph the Sweetling, who'd driven his spear through Lamy's throat. She hated even more. She hated Sir Amory Lorch for Yorin, and she hated Sir Marin Trant for Sirio, the Hound for killing the butcher's boy Micah, and Sir Illyn and Prince Joffrey, and the Queen for the sake of her father, and Fat Tom, and Desmond, and the rest, and even Lady, even for Lady, Sansa's Wolf. The Tickler was almost too scary to hate. At times, she would forget that he was still with them. When he was not asking questions, he was just another soldier, quieter than most, with a face like a thousand other men. So, that is the... That's that's her learning and well the faces of the men she hates, and then she begins her litany. Yeah, this is the first time we get it. Sir Gregor, Dunson, Polliver... Chiswick, Raph the Sweetling, the Tickler and the Hound, Sir Amory, Sir Illyn, Sir Merrin, King Joffrey, Queen Cersei. And she starts her her own personal mantra of the list that yeah. we've all become she so familiar She knew her father's with. gods, the old gods. She knew her mother's god, the Seven. But on the road, there yeah. were no gods. She mentioned she used to pray back at Winterfell with her mother to the Seven yeah, gods Yeah, and sometimes. her father to the old gods. But there's... There's no point, and so now she just will do this. This her is name, her only prayer. Her names were the only prayer she cared to remember. And so eventually the reaching, uh, they reach the husks of the burnt holdfast that thrust up black as rotten teeth rising beside the blue waters of the lake. I really want, just keep that in your head. These black teeth rising beside the blue waters of the lake. Now, I just also want to point out that this is our first actual visual of Harrenhal. Yes. We, we've heard about it a lot. We've, we as rereaders know all about it, but I think this is very important. The very first time we actually get to see it in a point of view chapter yeah. and God damn, it's a big fucking castle. Arya remembered old Nan's stories of a castle built on fear. 
It was said Heron the Black mixed human blood in the mortar before Aegon roasted him and his sons. And she notes that she could absolutely believe it because of how twisted and melted. Yeah. And, and it's she, not long. She, she, no, it's, they're not far. They're not yeah, far. We're not it. far. It's right there. But, but it, it takes all the rest of this day and most of the next before they finally come to the outskirts of the Tywin Lannister army. And she can smell it before anything else. Yeah, the uh, they're they're camped in a scorched old town, and this is where she notes that, and I like it. Harrenhal was deceptive because of how huge it is. She thought she was much closer, but I just like that it's described of Harrenhal is deceptive as this yeah. destroyed. My, I mean, it's still a formidable castle. It's just, but yeah, the stink of the host reached her first. The latrines were overflowed and fucking flies were buzzing around and even some of the stakes had moss grown yeah. on them so which, Arya deduces that they've been here a long time yeah and it's uh, which is a highly perceptive but i also wanted to point something out that the villagers that the other captives had been saying on their way was that it's going to be much better once they get here to heron hall as opposed to being out on the road yeah and Arya disagreed yeah entirely. yeah no it's, rightfully so it, yeah uh heron hall's gatehouse itself was as large as Winterfell's Great Hall, and it was as scarred as it was massive. The five towers did not soar, but looked like some old man's gnarled, knuckly fingers grasping at the clouds, and each tower was more grotesque and misshapen than the last, lumpy and cracked. So, Which, again, reminds her of old Nan's stories about the the way that the... the Stone ran like candle wax down the stairs, All and red like, and glowing. And so, how they melted and are de- deformed. So, again, going back to the rising like broken teeth with the blue. When I heard the rising broken teeth next to the blue lake, I thought of the old story that the world exists in the eye of a blue-eyed giant. And then I just started thinking about how this is now the second description of physical body parts we've gotten from Heron Hall. Yeah. And it's just, it's super interesting. It's an old man's gnarly knuckles or it's rotten, broken teeth. And both of them are, I mean, if you just picture it as one person, it's a gross old man with rotten, broken teeth and like gnarled, broken, groping fingers. It's like this terrifying image of what Heron Hall is, is just this fucking intimidating, scary, creepy shit. And I also like that she describes it as lumpy and cracked because she was lumpy face yeah, or lumpy, lumpy head, head and it's yeah a, it's just very her place yeah kind of. hot pie doesn't want to go in there there's ghosts in there and chiswick is like well you can either go in there and deal with the ghosts or you can be one of the ghosts and hot pie didn't have nothing else to say you know so they were made to strip and scrub with scalding water all the captives while two women discussed them as if they were fucking donkeys like an intake of some work mules two fierce old women supervised them so good wife amabel checked aria chuckled in dismay at aria's feet the calluses and good wife hera took the calluses on her hands to mean that she was a farmer's whelp churning butter and she says, if you do good work, hard, you'll rise up. You don't, you get beaten. And she asks, what do they call you? And so Arya goes through, well, I'm not telling him Arya. That's dumb. I can't tell him Ari because I'm no longer a, a boy. girl or a boy. It's obvious. And, and so, so she says, Weasel. Weasel. Lami called me Weasel, so. It's the first name she can think of. Amabel buys it and says, yeah, I, I believe that. You, you look, look like the one. type. 
and says that they need to shave her hair because it's all lice ridden and then they'll send her off to the kitchens and she says well i'd rather tend the horses i like horses and then thinks maybe i can escape wham yeah. backhand no one asked your views you keep your mouth shut and for that she gets punished. She no longer gets to have a nice warm fire in the kitchen and to sleep food, by. Additional and food, additional food. She there. gets sent to Weeze. Yes, Weeze is the understeward of the Wailing Tower. So they give her a shift of gray wool, some ill-fitting shoes, which I wrote that down because it's pretty similar to what she's given to wear at the House of Black and White. Right. And so, again, this this moment here is significant because this is another identity shift. Mm-hmm. She's now becoming Weasel, which will know is the ghost of Harrenhal and it's so super interesting it's super interesting to watch her transition start to transition mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so uh it's also uh i think the same tunic she uh she's going to be wearing for a long time oh yeah here, so it starts out here. as this nice gray but so Weeze, we learn, was the understeward of the Wailing Tower, a squat man with angry red boils near one corner of his plump lips. So herpes. He immediately made me remember. I think it's Chet, the steward for Mormont originally, or not Mormont. Um, Amon. Amon yeah. originally. He Ed. had the boiled face yeah. and and I think it's funny that. He that guy hates John. Yeah, and just this this Arya's guy just gives off one. a similar yeah. Yeah, Arya or Weasel now was one of six sent to him, and he tells them all that the Lannisters are generous to those that serve. An honor none of your sort deserve. Work hard, mind your place, and you'll rise as high as me. If you presume on his lordship's kindness, you'll find me waiting after my lord is gone. All right, dude, and then he goes on to talk about how he can. His nose. Well, he said, never n- "Yeah, never look, won't, never look a highborn in the eye, nor speak in, when spoken to, nor get in the way." And then, yeah, he gives his what Weese is known for, and what eventually leads to Weasel Stew. My nose never lies. I can smell defiance. I can smell pride. I can smell disobedience. I catch a whiff of any of it. You'll answer for it. When I sniff you, all I want to smell is fear. Gross. Yeah, very gross. If you come near me with that fucking pimple mouth, you're going to get yeah, some fear. I don't want your herp get some all fear. over this bitch. And that's where we end it. So Arya will now be under the care of Weiss, which we know is an extended indentured servitude, expected to be until she dies or they find another use for her. We know due to Jack and Hagar that that doesn't work out as planned. Doesn't plan. go down but that way. Weiss is a character, a piece of shit, who likes to beat his thralls. Yes. And, uh, but Arya actually excels here. Which is so interesting. Uh-huh. She does really well at Hall, considering how fucked everything. Yeah. This is dark. This now, chapter yeah. is dark. And this is the start, like, because this is one of the big diverging differences from the book and the show right here is Hall because in the books, Tywin is, or in the show, Tywin is here. Yeah. And he's not here. No. It's just Amory Lorch and these fuckers. And we'll, yeah, we'll get some bloody mummers yeah, here coming the bloody soon, mummers, but, but yeah. It's a whole different ball game at Heron Hall for Arya, and so with that, you got an inductee? Yeah, so I'm giving my inductee this episode, this chapter, to OG Weasel. OG Weasel. The, uh, out there somewhere. Yeah, because she's out there somewhere. That's yeah. it. She she ran she's off with Stoneheart. Because she was chilling with uh, Lamy, yeah. and Lamy's a little bitch, and she's like, yo, I'm gonna die with this little bitch. I need to bounce, just like our 
Arya yeah. taught me I need to go. And she vanished. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to keep our eye out and pick up a uh, weasel. We never did actually Yo, learn Weasel's her real gonna name. Weasel's going to come fucking right now on Nymeria. Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. What up, bitch? Fuck yeah. So yeah, Weasel, so OG. The OG Weasel. Yeah. Um, mine is going to go to not anyone named, but to those that Arya points out, the strongest who went against the Tickler's questionings were those who last till evening fall. So any motherfucker that lasted till evening fall, because you were the strong ones to hold out. Not that. You know, you were weak for fucking dying. Yeah, but yeah. just, I think Arya, like, I like that Arya does that little note. Like, the stronger-willed ones seem to last until nightfall, at least. So, those guys, because what a fucked situation where you're just getting the litany of the same questions. They don't care what the answers are at yeah. this point. They're just going through the motions, and if you happen to reveal something cool, sweet. If you're not, still you're die. still dead. Yeah. And so, just, yeah, that. The people who lasted. Word. That'll do, I guess. Yeah, that's my inductee. All right. Well, we also did get an inductee from across the sea over in France. Beyond the sea. Little friend Julian. And he says, Hi, plain reading. Aria 6 got us a great description of Hall, but the most interesting thing to discover here is the intelligence she has regarding her environment. Baba. She analyzes the guards and listens to what's going around on around her. She memorized the questions and knows which guard to pay attention to more than the others. She's clever and hateful. An explosive cocktail. Fuck yeah. As for my inductee this time, it's gonna be Shitmouth. Shitmouth. The guy is the only one giving an extra bread when he's asked. He's not so bad. Have a nice day, boys. Valor de Harris. Valor de Harris. So you, uh, that's a question for you. Do you think Shitmouth is one of the few people who's actually a decent guy on the wrong side of our version of the army here at this point through Arya? Or is he just, because she just says he's foul. Like, so he it's, hard, it's hard to say right now um, until we see what else he's capable yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. But it does definitely sound like, because there's a ton of people that just, don't know how to be socially appropriate. Well, they're mean, just like, farmhands. Yeah, they're just soldiers. Foul they mouth, just, being a foul mouth man doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. And so it absolutely could be that, oh, they're kicking the shit out of this little girl, but she just asked for a little bread. Here's well, some bread. Arya doesn't necessarily say only when I ask. Right. I think and that's, I if anybody well. asks, they'll get an extra piece of bread. I, like, I'm wondering if that's so because I he has a conscience. Yeah, I can or... definitely see it being that he's actually halfway decent. But dude. yeah, I love the the scattering of characters that we get to meet some gray some white we get yeah. cowards like Lamy. we get people like hot pie who are cowardly but somehow survive and still have moments of bravery then we get Very oliver and raf and the tickler tickler who's almost too plain scary to be guy. afraid of i and like that Arya is just she's i liked her fixation on his face she's put off by him because he's he's so, so easy to looking. just Disappear. He's nothing. Like she's. He has nothing memorable about him. He's he just has a plain, a, yeah a face ordinary... like every other man, and like just her obsession with the faces yeah, and what that's gonna come up. So thank you, uh, Julian, for your inductee. Yeah. it was a good one. We got a. Sh- it was a short episode for this one. Very short chapter. Short chapter. So next chapter we are reading will be Danny Two. Danny Two. We are almost halfway through this book, and we are just now getting Cars. to Danny's second chapter. It's also not a very long one. It's a bit no. longer than this one, but it, we should have a lot to unravel in that. So we will see you on the next one. Fellow Harris. Peace. Thank you.